if one would describe to you the standard procedure for Afashas Chala, they would tell you as long as you have the big enough uh, size of dough or batter that you're, that you're making chala, cookies, cake, so then you would separate a kezayis of dough, an olive size amount of dough, wrap it in a foil, burn it, and you have hafashas chala. And that is the common practice. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch tells us that hafashas chala ain loy shir menatayra, there's no minimum size on a derais level how much you have to separate. Afilu hifish kisaira, even if you separated the size of a barley grain, very small amount, that is all you need to do for hafashas chala. So the question is, why do we typically give a kezayis? Where does that come from? So there's some history to this. So the Mishnah, in the end of Mesech Chala, tells us that there were three different dinim. Gimel dinim l'chala b'shalash aratzis. There were three different laws, three different standards of how to do hafashas chala, and it depended on where you were located. So. There's a, there's a few things we have to know before we get into this Mishnah. Originally, Chala Tahira, meaning Chala, which is one of the Matanas Kahuna, it had Kedusha to it. So if it was, as long as it remained Tahar, meaning the fellow or the woman who was separating Chala was Tahira. So when they would separate Chala, it would be Tahar. You give it to the Kahin, and the Kahin could eat it. As long as he's Tahar, the Kahin is allowed to eat it. What if you had Chala that's Tameh? So chala that's tame, you would still give to the kain. The kain cannot eat it. We just had this in the daf, in the Mesechta Sukkah, daf laman dalit. The, the kain is allowed to take the truma that's tame and use it as firewood. So too, chala that's tame could be used by the kain as firewood. Now if he's tame himself, he can't eat it, but he could wait until he becomes tar, and he'd be able to eat chala tar. But chala tumea would never be able to be eaten, but it could be used by the kain as firewood. So that's what people did. So if you lived in Eretz Yisrael, you had Chal Tahira, you gave it to the Kain, you had Chal Tameh, you also gave it to the Kain, but he would have to only use it as firewood. However, outside of Eretz Yisrael, there was this rule called Tumah al Eretz Amin, which basically means Chazamid Egzera, that outside of Eretz Yisrael, people are Tameh, many details, what type of Tumah they have, Tumas Meis, Tumas Ziva, Zava, Zav, Whatever it is, outside of Eretz Yisrael, Midrash everyone is considered Tameh. The land itself is considered Tameh. So therefore, they no longer kept Tumah, the Tahara, in a way that we would be confident to say that this Chala is Tahar. And therefore, all Hafashas Chala was assumed to be Tameh. And therefore, you never had the Chala Tahira being given to the Kayin to eat in Chutz Laaretz. So that is, you know, something to, 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 to know prior to digging into this Mishnah. Another halacha that we have to keep in mind before we get into the different uh, rules is that in Mishnayis, although, as the Ramam explains, and most Rishonim agree, the shear, the minimum amount that you have to give to the kain is a mashu, the smallest amount, there's a takana derabanan to give either 1 24th if you are a balabas, you're making it for yourself, so you give 1 24th of a batter, or if you're a baker, you would give the shear of aleph memches, which is 1 48th. Why does the baker give a smaller shear, 1 48th? So either 
they usually bake in bigger quantities, so it ends up being a similar or even a bigger shear than the Bahabas, who's giving 124th. Or, as the Shach points out, some explain because the baker is, is running a business, he's trying to make money, and if every time he makes a kakash cake, or a whatever, or a challah, he has to go start giving our fashas challah a, a sizable amount, it will be a hefset, and therefore chazal were not masakin, he should give the same shear, he could give, only, he only has to give 148th. So, let's go to the Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us, in Eretz Yisrael proper, which we're going to call the Eile Bava, there were two times where we went to Eretz Yisrael. There was the Eile Mitzrayim, which is in the times of Yeshua, and whatever they, they, uh, they conquered had Kedusha. And then you have a second Aliyah, so to say, of Ezra coming back. We call that the Eile Bava. Unfortunately, most of Klaiso did not come up, as mentioned in last year, in the previous year. So that's called the Eile Bavel. And a lot, only, only part of, of Eretz Yisrael had the uh, standard of Kedusha, meaning people were actually keeping the halachas of Tamavatahara only in the area called Eile Bavel. And then you have Chutz Laaret, which Again, there was Tumah al-Eretz Ha'avim, and nobody kept the halachas of Tumah v'tahara. So let's break it down. In Eretz Yisrael proper, there was a standard of Rosh Hashanah. People kept Tumah v'tahara. You had Tahar Chala, he gave it to the Kayin, he ate it. You had Tami Chala, he gave it to the Kayin. He, he used it as firewood. So that's what you would do. In Eretz Yisrael proper, the, we're, we're going to call it Oile Bavel, which is, which is where people kept Tumah v'tahara. You had your regular classic Chala, what about the rest of Eretz Yisrael? So, since the rest of Eretz Yisrael was in close proximity to Eretz Amim, so we assumed at some point they also were unable to keep Tumah Tahara. So therefore, there would never be a, a case where you would give Chala Tahira to a Kayin who's tar and he's going to eat it. It's just not going to happen since they did not practically keep Tumah Tahara. So what were they masaking? Very interestingly, they were masaking that everyone should give two Hafoshas Chalas. How does that work? So the first one, they gave olive mimim ches, a 148th of a dough, take the smaller shear, and nisrefes, it was burnt. You would not give it to the kain because the kain cannot eat it, it's tame. You would burn that first hafrasha. So you would say, okay, now eat. What else is there to do? So there was another hafrasha done, a second hafrasha. This was a second hafrasha, and it was done, People would forget that, by the way, there's a mitzvah of giving challah to the kain. The mitzvah is not to burn it. The mitzvah is nesina l'kain, to give it uh, to the kain. But if you're burning it throughout the generations, you're not going to remember there's a mitzvah of nesina l'kain. And therefore, there was a second hafrasha that didn't have the same level of kedusha as the first hafrasha. The first hafrasha was being yoyed to the mitzvah of the raisa of hafrasha's challah, because you live in Eretz Yisrael. You're separating a, a 148 to be yoyed to the din, and you burn it. The second hafrasha was kedesh l'tishtakach tares and you would actually give that to the kain. It didn't have the same kedusha. Even if the kain was tamay, he'd be able to eat it. This was the second din. The third din was chutz l'aretz mamish. You're near Eretz Yisrael, but you're, you're, or, or you're, you know, even if you're further away, we'll see that in a second. But since there's no mitzvah, even on, there's no mitzvah deraisa in Chutz Aretz, it says only only in Eretz Yisrael. So there really wasn't a mitzvah of Hafash Chala. So the whole thing is the Rabbanan. Yet 
you find they still did two afrashas, but different details. So you gave two afrashas two The first one was no shear. Don't even do 148th because you're burning it anyways. There's no mitzvah there, Isa. Just give a, a mashu, a small amount, and burn it. And then, they said, take now, take 148th, and give it to the Kayan. That is what you should do in Chutz Laaretz. And that's the halacha. Now, the problem with this Mishnah, and we might have to go overtime on this uh, in the Shia, the problem with this Mishnah is that the Gemara in The Gemara in Bukhara says that in Chutz Laaretz, they only gave one hafrashas chala. They didn't do two, you know, burn a small amount, then give a 48 to the kind. They only did one. So the Rush says that the truth is there's really four lands. The third land is between, you know, right around Eretz Yisrael, Chutz Laaretz, but close in close proximity to Eretz Yisrael. Then you have so far away that those people in America, in Poland, they would not do two afrashas. The Ramam, this is how the Shulchan Aruch explains, says the Gemara is giving you a second option of Chutz Laaretz. You could either, uh, you could either do this, this, this two, two, you know, giving a, burning a mashu or giving a 48th, I'm sorry, doing a mashu that's being burnt and now doing a second afrasha of 148th, giving it to a kahen, and doesn't, doesn't have that kadusha. Or the Gemara gives you a second option, which the Gemara describes, and we'll talk about this in the next year. You only separate one time, but you give it to a kain katan, shalai ra keri, a kain who's not tame. So since it's chutzlaris, doesn't have a kedusha of chala. So you, even though the chala is tame, a kain can eat it. But midrabanan, a kain who's tame with a tumahayotz megufai, he's a keri, a balkeri, he's a zav. He should not eat the chala. So give it to a katan. A kain katan who was who was not who had never saw a carry or a gadol who was uh, tahar who became tar that you could do. Now the question is, what we do today doesn't follow anything. We have not yet seen a kezayis. We haven't seen a kezayis mentioned at all. So what? Why do we do what we do? So perhaps if you look in the Ramah, he gives us some color commentary. The Ramah is telling us this is the end of Simon Shin Chafes that the reason why they always did giving something to the kain was that you wouldn't forget the Taras Chala. But the only reason why we had this Takana was because if you went to Eretz Yisrael on Sukkot, you went for Yantif, you would not realize that, by the way, I'm supposed to give it to the kain because there was, in Yerushalayim, there were still people keeping Tumah Tahara, and there you would be chayev in Chala Midaraisa, and if you have Chala Midaraisa, you have to give it to the kain to eat it. You wouldn't know to do it because you're so accustomed to burning the Chala in Chutz Laaretz. But he said that's only when there were at least a community in Eretz Yisrael proper, the Eile Bavel, who were actually keeping Tumah Tahara. But today, Bezman Azad, the Ramah says, no one's keeping Tumah Tahara. So even when you go to Eretz Yisrael, you had the same halachas. You burn it. You're not going to give it to the kayin. Therefore, there is no longer a need to do the two afrashas, to give it to a kayin. And that is why the minog became to just separate and burn it. And that's the minog found in the Ramah. The Svar the Shepais can say that is their minog as well, even though the Machaber doesn't bring this down. The Machaber says you do, uh, you know, one, one to the uh, kayin katan, or you do the alfim mimchas and burn it and separate another one to give to a kayin. The Svar go with the Ramah here as well, and they separate a little bit and burn it. Why? Because there's no reason to give it to a Kaye now, because there's never going to be a time where we're keeping Chala Tumah V'Tahara on Eretz Yisrael until, you know, the B'Yesa Mashiach, and therefore, 
we're not concerned that you're going to make that mistake. Now the question is, where does this Kazayas business come from? Why a Kazayas? So if you look, the Ramah quotes the Maril, but it is quoted in earlier sources, the Trumasadeshen, and it's quoted even from Rashi's times, the Machsavitri, that one should give a Kazayas when separating challah. And it doesn't say why. Some of the Achorinim point out, maybe it's perhaps there's a concept of a Shir Nasina, of giving a sizable amount to the Kayin, so you want to give a Kazayas. I am not giving it to the Kayin. But the truth is, by challah it says, Tarimul Hashem, you're giving it to Hashem. So the kaihanim eat it, but if they can't eat it, so we'll burn it to Hashem. That's why we do a kezayis. Someone will learn there's a mitzvah of burning it, and if there's a mitzvah of sreifa, you need a kezayis. But this is not exactly a, uh, uh, you know, a black and white halacha. There's a mitzvah of burning it. And therefore, although this is the minog, the place can point out that if you're in situa- circumstances where you cannot do hafrashas chala and you cannot give a kezayis, so you can rely on a mashahu and that would suffice. Some applications that we'll, we'll talk about in the future shirim is, let's say someone's machmer. They bought chala from a bakery, but they don't trust the hashgacha, they don't trust how they separate chala, and they want to separate chala on their own. They want to give a little piece and burn it. So there... Shmir Shabbos Kachasa says you do not have to do more than a you don't have to do a kezayis. Additionally, we'll describe at length how we do hafrashas chala remotely. Very interesting way how we do it, but we're not doing a kezayis every single time. And finally, there's a minchasitzak chuvah, the minchasitzak which we will discuss again, that describes someone who you know always has their chala getting mixed back into their dough. And their house is a balhagan. So the question is, if, you, if uh, your rabbi is telling you just throw it in the garbage, you're not going to burn it. Perhaps it would be best to just take a small piece and not a kezayis. So Mr. Shem, we will discuss these applications of when we do need a kezayis and when we will say don't do a kezayis.